Welcome to Corey's Corner, episode four. Today we're going to talk about our IFMA athletes and the upcoming World Games. The gold medalist goes to the History was made uh, just a few hours ago with Aaron Ortiz becoming the very first male athlete for USA Muay Thai to win gold in the elite division. We got Tierra Brandt, another gold medalist. Uh, I think this is her third gold. Um, and we have Angela Barr, who won a silver medal against a super tough opponent. So we're going to just dive into IFMA. And Jeff, tell us a little bit about these fights you were watching all week. I would wake up early in the morning once the first thing I did was just recap all of the fights and it was really cool to see how people advanced and also it was um, nice to see people without a lot of international experience finally get that experience um, and then test themselves against the world's best specifically like Jabril and Joseph Mueller and David Fisher it was really cool to see them just put it all out there um, I'm really happy that Joseph Mueller wasn't hurt too bad. You know, he, 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 he was out the same day, had a CT scan, everything was good. So I'm glad that, you know, Joseph Mueller's cool. And, um, you know, there, he didn't take too much damage. Um, I think one of the, one, you know, one of the people that impressed me a lot was Angela Barr, right? Because, you know, her career in the States has been kind of like up and down. She's taken breaks. She's also won a lot and she's lost a few. She really came out to the, world championships with the mind state of winning and she really did really well especially against poland she fought a larger girl who had a lot of experience who also was like a multiple medalist and she really you know dogged it out with her and won decisively which was really cool her last fight with miriam who's a multiple time medalist from morocco i believe correct yes uh man i mean it was also such a cool fight to see because Miriam came out swinging for the fences and really dominating the first round, utilizing her legs really well and knees, which I really appreciated, right? As, as, a, as looking at fighters and their styles, she used her legs a lot, but it also burnt her out toward the second round. And that's when you could see Angela trying to capitalize on that uh, in, in those later rounds. Um, you could see the change of pace and, and Miriam moving back on the back foot and not really um, attacking because of the output she put in in the first round, which was really, really uh, amazing. And then, uh, you know, Tierra, I just had this feeling that she was going to go all the way and just win it all. You know what I mean? Um, she's done it before. You know, she also just outclassed all of her opponents. I believe, talking to Michael Corley, she didn't lose one round the entire tournament. So much kudos to her and her gym. Also kudos to, uh, you know, Angela's gym and all the trainers there. And, you know, Aaron Ortiz, uh, I mean, he's just, he's grown so much in the past, like, year. He's killing and, it. He's killing yeah, it. And, um, you know, he's really developed into a really world-class fighter and proved that he's the number one in the world today. You know, um, and, you know, he had some tough fights. I mean, none, none of those fights were easy, especially at this level. None of the fights are easy. And I hope the audience that followed along and watched the fighters' journeys understood that this was hard um but you know aaron you know he did such a great job uh he's just amazing to watch and nice person great attitude and it's nice to finally have a gold medalist at the elite males class you know 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on a lot of stuff. Uh, I want to touch back on Angela. Like I saw Angela fight quite a bit in the States and she's mm -hmm. uh, one of those that I would say is always game to fight. I, I think uh, every chance she could get to fight or any anywhere that she could go, I always saw her chase after that. And I think um, especially as we discussed so much in the U.S., what what needs to happen for the sport to grow or um, how do we progress our athletes, right? Uh, obviously getting those rounds in is super important. And I think um, in preparation for the world games, we're gonna see a lot of these athletes again, uh, like uh, Ashley and Angela, Tierra, Joseph, we're gonna see these people again at the world games. So I, I think it's cool that they, put themselves out there, went to IFMA, went and did it, went to Abu Dhabi, like go, as you know, Jeff, getting on the plane to go somewhere a little far away and then fighting and being away from home and your family and your support system is not the easiest thing to do. And especially if you're fighting, I think we had um, a limited staff this time. It was just uh, Aziz, Rami, Marcy, I believe uh, coach Ryan Murray was with them. So I think it was really cool that everybody worked together to really support each other. Normally, I think the U.S. goes with like a big team, 12 people, a bunch of coaches. So I'm really pleased that they did so well. And it seemed like everybody was so supportive from what I could see from over here. And it kind of proves that you, you don't need a lot of people to go with the team sometimes, especially depending on the size of the tournament. But I forgot to touch base on Ashley Steiner and how well she did in the first uh, two legs of the tournament. She is also one of our top fighters in, in America. And unfortunately, she just didn't have a really good um, turnout in regards to her performance. But that doesn't say that she didn't fight really well. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see Ashley Theiner uh, pre uh, perform at the World Games as well. I think that's going to really drive a, a light a fire on, on, under a bunch of the people, especially... Um, the medalists that weren't able to compete recently because there's other people in uh, on the team that have competed like um, Yannette recently competed and so so did Luke Lisi. Erin also competed and you know this was her first time really traveling outside and fighting at, at, at a high caliber like that so you know it, it was a great learning experience for a lot of them so I'm, I'm hoping that a fire is lit under the team because a lot of the people that they faced will also be at the World Games, right? Because they've been invited. Uh, for example, like um, the girl from Poland, she has already made it to um, uh, the World Games. And then Ashley Steiner, who fought, um, I think it was Czechoslovakia. Her name is Victoria or Victoria. She's also a multiple medalist and Ashley Steiner uh, beat her um, in that leg of the tournament. And she's also going to be at the World Games. So, our athletes are going to see a lot of familiar faces, you know? And they're fighting tough, tough people. This is tough. something we've talked about before. Uh, I think I talked about it with Gunter that um, our fighters, you would say Tierra, like I think Tierra has quite a bit of fights under her belt. She's more experienced than a lot of other people, right? Tierra is still going to be facing people who has three or four times her experience, you know, same, mm -hmm. a lot of with these uh, guys in the higher weight classes, mm -hmm. they're facing people with 200, 300 fights. What are your thoughts on this? How, how, how do you think things are going to go? Our men and women have a good chance at earning medals. Um, 
a lot of the people, like I said, they've seen before at this at this past tournament. Um, the only difference is Tierra will be in an elite class because there aren't any under 23 classes for men or or for men and women. You know what I mean? Sure. Because um the under 23 division for IFMA is a developing division to make sure that young people have a chance to compete and have like an ascension model into the elite class. Because the World Games is just an open division, there's it's only elite. Tierra is going to be facing a lot of uh, women in her bracket versus, you know, younger people of 23 and under, which is okay because it proves that, you know, she won gold. She beat everyone in her division. So she deserves to be in the elite class going forward. It's going to be different for people that haven't fought on the world, uh, like in a world uh, international tournament. I think like Yannette will probably have a different experience. But again, Yannette, I, when I saw Yannette perform, she just looks unbeatable at this moment. I, I was Everybody really, took her lunch money and she wants it back. That's how she fights. Like I was joking with her. I go, I like after her fight, I was like, what fuels you? She's like, I'm fueled by trauma and rage. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, she she fought a, a seasoned veteran that had a layoff, but I mean, they went at it for five rounds and Yannette would just look so impressive. And I'm I'm proud that she's representing our country. But again, I mean, it's not like Yannette hasn't fought any tough people. It's just Yannette hasn't really fought in a tournament style at this capacity where it's every day and different levels of, of athletes, you know? Um, but again, she's the number one in the United States, and I have all faith that she's going to earn medals for us. All of our athletes, I have faith that they're going to fight their best and earn medals for us. Well, I do want to talk about that as well. When I look at the roster, I think the only uh, repeating athletes that we've had represent the U.S. before, I'd say, is uh, Austin Amell. We've got Luke Lacey. Matt Baker went to IFMA before Aaron and Tierra both have mm -hmm. competed, but, you know, a little more recently and Tierra was one of our youth athletes. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is fresh faces. We haven't gotten to really chat about the qualifiers. When you and I mm -hmm. talked in person, you're like, well, it's kind of a passing of the guard. We've seen that quite a bit yeah. in the last two years, especially you who have seen people, this transition of the sport, like, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, in regards to the transition of the sport, it's like, well, first, let's, you know, the qualifiers was a monumental thing and it, it was an eye opener that some people that you think that were the favorites ended up losing. And that doesn't take away from them being a professional or not, or a good fighter. It just wasn't their day. It wasn't their week. Um, you have, we had professionals in there that are main events that lost in the first round. And that was shocking because a lot of people thought we had favoritism in regards to our tournament. People don't understand that the draw is random, that the USMF doesn't handpick these draws. These draws come from an automated system. So whoever you got, you got, you know what I mean? And um, it was interesting to see how the tournament unfolded. And you cannot take away what happened at that tournament to all these people that represent us now on the world stage. And, um, you know, now you have young people like Luke Lisi, who's been in this game since he was a kid, Tierra, who's been in it since a kid, especially in the IFMA USMF like system of things. She pretty much grew up in this sport 
And it's, it's that path that we need for all kinds of youth athletes. You know, we need the opportunities that Tierra had for all of our athletes from a young age, because it shows like we can earn gold medals on the world stage if they're educated in the system and we're giving them the experience. Uh, new people like uh, now Jabril was for the IFMA World Champions. Travis, you know, he's fought on Lion Fight. He's fought some tough dudes. He's fought Max. He's, you know, he's fought a lot of great athletes also at the, at the World uh, Qualifiers, World Games Qualifiers. I'm really interested to see how he does because I like his style a lot. He's in a really competitive weight class. And I think, you know, he's, uh, he doesn't have a lot of like uh, information about him right now. But he has proven that he's one of the best. And um, I had to do some searching myself to figure out like what his fights were. And he seems like a tough dude. And he has he's a good height for it, good good body for it. And, and I think he can, and his IQ is really, really good. So it'd be interesting to see how well he does against the world's best in Alabama. I'm excited to see him fight as well. I'm excited to see everyone fight, to be honest. You mentioned... Uh like Tierra growing up in the system, kind of since she was young, preparing for fights. Uh, I know they call Des Mama Des, but she can't adopt everybody, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So right. what would you recommend to the um, coaches that are listening? Like, how can we build more champions kind of following Tierra's path? Well, I think they need to compete in the USMF events and really focus on how to get recognized by the USMF and to be recognized you have to fight right you have to have a winning record you have to have x a certain amount of fights before um the world games qualifiers happened i would say there were a couple of routes right try to be the best in your local area then you do other uh, local tournaments regional tournaments then you would do the national tournaments something like the tbas right yeah, you win all those, you have to be recognized by the United States as being one of the best in, in the US. And that will help you get recognized by the USMF, because we are the elite class of amateurs, pro amateurs, open class, right? We have defined that we are the only ones that can really throw a pro am tournament where pros and amateurs are allowed to compete. And it's an invite only, right? To be invited, there's you have to meet a cr- criteria. So all the coaches and athletes wanting to know how to fight for compete for the USMF, you really have to one get educated as well in the sport, right? Coaches should take the educational courses. Then you get to meet a lot of the people in the USMF. Questions can be answered there to direct you to the right things. We are going to start um, a youth academy, which will help kind of kind of also bring youth athletes into a qualifiers, get invited to the qualifiers, regional qualifiers. So the USMF has a really great trajectory going forward that we're going to have regional tournaments, national tournaments, qualifiers. And this is something people should really be interested in because we are the only pathway to the Olympics and the Olympic sport. No other federations, no other sanctioning bodies can really say that at this moment. I do want to touch a little bit more on the qualifiers, just because for you and I being there and 
so many things happening instagram going down in two hours and all these crazy. crazy fights so many things just uh occurring like wow what a jam-packed four days um i do want to say to your point about people thinking there's like favorites and for me i was assuming the more veteran athletes or athletes who have competed before for usmf would be oh this is this is their time this is their shoe in right and we we didn't see that happen. We saw uh, some up and comers kind of take over, I would say, right? Uh, one thing I, I would like you to kind of talk about is uh, a lot of people were saying, well, it's the elevation. It was because the elevation that I didn't perform well, or it was because of this that I didn't perform well. At, you know, at IFMA, uh, and IFMA is my experience, this is going to be my first World Games. That shit is unpredictable. Like you're in Thailand, it's super hot and that's kind of what it is, right? Or you're in Turkey and it's uh, you're in a stadium and it's super cold and that's what it is. So what are your thoughts to people who are saying like, well, it was because of this and it was because of that. Like, what, what do you think of this? Well, not everybody competed was from Denver. So sure. everyone had to experience that. It wasn't just certain people that lost. It was also the winners. You know what I mean? So, and if you really wanted to do well, I think you would have prepared for it. And that's, that's just the bottom line. If you, if you were worried about the elevation, you would have been prepared for it. I mean, there were questions that were raised like, well, what about the athletes that aren't coming from Denver? Denver's going to have a leg up. Well, when you fight professionally, there's, they don't care, right? Like when, I'm not when, fighting in Mexico. Yeah. Like we went, my, one of my first tournaments I went to was in Mexico city and the fucking elevation was gnarly for real. Like going up the stairs, your lungs are burning. Right. But we still won medals. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that's an excuse, but there's other people that won that also aren't from Denver that had the same elevation issues, you know? And what did you see uh, as someone who has been in the sport for quite some time? And again, we're talking about passing of the guard. I think we talked about it before with um, Kevin Ross's fight with Asa Tenpao. Yeah. That was a passing of the guard for sure. Seeing the change in the sport, even the change of styles. Did you feel like there was a clash of styles at all at the qualifiers? Was there anything like that that stood out to you? Well, there were some people that had really amazing styles that just couldn't move forward because of physical things like being injured, an injury resurfacing, you know, Sean Clamaco tearing his ACL or, or, or no fighting though. Early. Fought until he couldn't. That was yeah. insane. I'll never and, forget and, that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know what I mean? Um, it, it, it was just, uh, it, it, it is, I don't know if it's a passing of the guard yet because it was just weeding out who was better than the, the that who was better that weekend, you know? Um, yes, there's new generations of fighters, a lot of young fighters um, beating our veteran fighters. And, you know, a lot of the, there was a lot of banter going back and forth between the veterans. Like, Oh, I'm going to teach these little kids. What's up, you know, or, you know, I'm going to show them how professionals do it. But there was also this fire that these young people had to really want to succeed, you know, um, especially like the Eddie Abasolo versus Jordan Watson fight was crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. Again, you know, um, 
Jordan performed extremely well. And then Jordan's most recent fight, he didn't perform as well because the other person had a different game plan, right? Um, and that goes to show people could have amazing days and have amazing weekends. And then the next weekend, it won't be their, their time. So it's, it really depends on who's, who's the best at that moment. And, you know, at the tournament, it was those people who actually fit, well, earned gold medals. I would say uh, out of all the fights of the weekend, Jordan's fights with Eddie and with Luis, holy crap, they yeah. were, everybody was standing up. And, you know, it's like a really good fight when you see Mike, like, frozen watching what's happening, right. you know, not like uh, no one can distract him from what's happening, you know, and those fights were crazy, so much heart. And I, I think that's actually a really good representation of what people are going to be facing or what they do face at IFMA, right? Like, right. The, uh, for the U.S. and for some other countries, you know, it's not like they're uh, getting paid thousands of dollars to bring home a gold medal. But for right. some other countries, you are. You are paid a lot of money to bring something home. And I think people right. fight, like, more than just the honor. There's so much that comes with that. Right. And I think a lot of it, though, for other countries is the ability to represent your country. That's the, that's really the number one thing. Because... Um, it's really important for people in, in developing countries and other like first world countries as well. You know, they, they really pride on representing the country and representing it well and earning those medals. Again, you know, people that fight in our sport, this is our Olympics and it has been for a very long time. And the, this world games, it represented, you know, Muay Thai the, for the first time in 2017. So you know, this is the highest level and the people that won the tournaments earned their spot. And then now we're going to see how well they do against the world's best. Well, let's also talk about the world's best, because for those who don't know, Jeffrey is doing some stuff for IFMA, kind of helping them quite a bit with, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I will let you say more. Well, I was elected International Federation Media Manager, so I'll be pretty much the liaison between IFMA and the world games in regards to media and content and stuff like that. Um, what's going to happen is I wanted to create a social media plan, how we've developed for the USMF. So I brought you along as my second shooter as well for with that will have access to field of play. And Dustin will be helping along with also just putting things together when we cannot access um the social medias at that time um perry did a great job putting a plan together and dustin did an amazing job on the graphics i'm going to put together a presentation for ifma and then i'm going to show them how i wanted this to be rolled out and it's kind of just like everything that we've done for the usmf what what my goal is to have worldwide engagement because i want all of the federations to know that this is such a major deal, especially for the U.S. because it's on we're, we're the home country, right? And um, I think it's going to be a really cool experience to see all everything rolled out the way it will be. Well, so that being said, that means that Jeff, Dustin, and I have seen all the athletes' names, and we have, mm -hmm. I'm sure, 
the fighters have looked at who's in their division or right. seen the really famous people, but we've seen everybody's names, where people are coming from, what their experience is like, what's their backgrounds too. There's some really big players in this tournament. For me, Iman Barlow, I'm a big fan of her, and it's going to be really cool yeah. to see her at this tournament. Jeff, can you tell uh, our listeners who are they going to see? What can they expect? Oh, man, there's going to be a lot. Um, Just right, like you said, all 100 athletes. Go ahead. We have time. Like you, like you said, um, Iman Barlow is like a major one. Um, Haley Block I mean, is also competing. Haley Block is major. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss a couple of the, the things that I see. The 48 kilos where um, Yannette is going to gonna be in. I think, um, you know, she, I think she may have a, a, a great chance of earning gold, but the Moroccans are going to be there. The Turkish are going to be there. Um, Ukrainians, I'm, I'm hoping will be there depending on what's happening with, with all of the stuff going on in Europe. So she has a good bracket. Um, let me see here in regards to Ashley Thiner's bracket. We're going to have people like Yolanda Schmidt from Australia, who is a veteran of the sport. Yumiko from Canada, who is also a veteran and IFMA fighter. She fought we Janet, have, right? She fought, she fought and beat Janet. She also beat Selena Flores at the Pan Americans in 2017. We have Victoria Bulinova, who Ashley Thiner just beat uh, recently. And then we have Bui uh, Yen Li from Vietnam, who just won gold in the uh, uh, East Asia, Southeast Asian Games, and she's a beast. So she ha uh, actually has a really uh, thick bracket of strong competitors. Then at the 60 kilogram, um, for women's 60 kilogram, we have Charlie Charles Charlie Manor, and um, there's um, an athlete by the name of Nina from Austria who's really who's really amazing. Um, we have Neely Block, who is also in there, where she's a multiple-time medalist, fought people like, you know, Valentina, who's in the UFC. And then we have um, Ewan Anna from Sweden, who's who's really awesome, too. I just want to interrupt. How come you can pronounce everyone's names so well? And then when I have to do the Americans, I screw everybody's names up. Because I'm reading them off a page right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then in Tierra, Tierra's bracket is, is a really highlighted bracket too, because she has um, Anel Angerville and Patricia Axling from Sweden, Iman Barlow. Um, and she she's she's going to be there with the with with the top girls at the 57 kilogram elite. And that's going to be a really amazing bracket. I'd love to see her fight any of these girls specifically. I'd love to see her match up with Iman test herself against Iman, Patricia Axing, or Patricia Axing, or Anel. And then uh, at the 51 kilos where Angela was at, I believe we have Monica from Slovakia, who is a multiple time medalist. We have Miriam, who she recently lost gold to. Um, we have a strong female, Rebecca from Austria. And um, one of the um, refugee girls as well that is now in Denver is going to be competing in her bracket too. So that's going to be super cool. And then 63 kilos, which is uh, Aaron's, Aaron's weight class. We have Zoe Puderak, who is a multiple gold medalist from Australia. Um, you know, she's going to be someone really interesting. And then Nora Corno, I, I'm not going to pronounce this right. 
Cornoli, Cornoel. Uh, she recently lost better. to her. She lost to her at at the at in Abu Dhabi. Um, and then we're going to have actually Liana Bade, who trains out of Smash Gyms, or Rudy Ott representing the Philippines, which is pretty oh, cool. Awesome. And then uh, we also have someone from the Thai team, uh, Janjira Wan Krui, who uh, looks like a beast as well. So sixty three is 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 stacked. And then in the men's, where Austin Amel is at fifty seven kilograms. You know, we have people like um, Philip De, Mar De La Marina. Ah. Darmino. Yeah, Bro, he's Filipino. Come on, you're the worst. And then uh, Vlad Maikiatas from the Ukraine. And then uh, Tran Dutnanyan is just a freaking beast and he fights for one. And he's a, he's a monster. And so is Almaz from uh, Kazakhstan. They call him Snake. And then they have Saif Adin Zakzuk from Jordan. So uh, the 57 kilogram men's is, is, is a deep bracket. Um, and then we have the 71 kilos, which is going to be uh, Luke Lisi. He has Jimmy Vino, who just recently fought for a championship on one, correct? Yes. And then great. Atai Gershon, who's from Israel, who was also a glory fighter. And then um, we have some other cats from Uzbekistan and uh, Morocco representing. So we have some really strong countries in Luke Lisi's bracket. Would really like to see Luke Lisi versus Jimmy Vino. Yeah, also, Tananchai is on this too. So from Thailand, Tananchai, who is from uh, Sitsong Pinong, I believe, and um, has also fought multiple times in Roger Dumnern and beaten a lot of dudes. I've seen him fight Novert. And it was crazy. So um, any of those guys would be awesome to see Luke get matched up against. And then at the 67 kilos, right, we have Travis. He has he, he has um, Capitan Petchendi. Oh, just a one fighter, no problem. Just a one fighter, Roger Dumbrun fighter, Lumpini yeah. fighter. We have Norbert, who is also multiple medalist winner. From from Hungary, we have Demos from Greece, um, and that's just a stacked, another stacked um, division. Then we look at 81 kilo men, which is Aaron Ortiz, our gold medalist. He has Peru, who um, Mateo from Peru, who has a lot of experience. Um, you know, we have Miguel Angel from Mexico, who has a lot of experience. Um, and Mustafa from Iraq, which I think, he, I'm not too sure if he fought at this tournament, but that's going to be a really deep, a deep uh, bracket. And I think Aaron has a really great chance of earning us gold at the 63.5 kilos. That's Joseph Mueller's category. Um, he has Thailand in there. He has Slovakia, um, Igor from Ukraine. It's nice to see that Korea is representing Italy um, and Kazakhstan as well. Then at our 91 kilos where Mr. Matt Baker is going to be representing, they all look like killers here, big killers from Eastern European countries and the Middle East. So we have Saudi Arabia representing Uzbekistan again, Czech Republic, Iran, Ukraine, and Poland. So, I mean, all these brackets are crazy and we all have great chances of earning gold, but it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy time. You know what I mean? We have also, I want to say, especially after looking through this roster so many times, we have one of the biggest teams, right? Like uh, no one 
no one else has as many athletes competing as we do, right? Yeah, because we're the host country, so we can fill each weight class. Mm. You know, that's why we had the qualifiers as well. To give those opportunities. Yeah, so everyone can compete at, like, you know, uh, if this was a different, if it was in a different country, we would have to be invited. So the people that would have went would have been probably Aaron Ortiz, Tierra Brands, and Angela Barr because they medaled at an international tournament. You know what I mean? And that's how other countries selected their athletes. Not everybody got to do a qualifiers, right? We're correct. Not everybody, you know, uh, not to bring up some internet drama, but I did see that not everyone is as lucky to get the opportunity to have a national qualifier. Right. Um, The only other, only, only other places that do it are like Eastern is Europe, right? They have the European championships. Yeah. Right. Um, and then now South American championships and then the Pan American championships. So if you medal in any of those Southeast Asian games, so if you medal in any of those, you probably will be invited to fight at the world games. You know what I mean? So the more medals that you earn fighting these international uh, tournaments, the higher points you get for the, for the world games. Let's talk a little bit about why we have talked about why the world games is important and all that stuff. But for people who see this as just another tournament, just another championship, just another thing for your resume, what, how is this going to change someone's career? Like the athletes we had in 2017, Troy Jones and Janet Todd, who both went on to have incredible careers in fighting. What could this do for our athletes? Well, let's take a look at the qualifiers first, right? We have determined who are the top three, top four athletes. Now look at what's happening to the promotions in the United States and who they're booking for their fights. True. You know what I mean? When you prove that you're number one, number two, number three, number four, you're more than likely going to get matched up to fight because you're the best in the United States and you're already driving your brand, your own personal brand as an athlete. When you win a national tournament, or, well, not an international tournament, that opens the eyes of international promoters, right? So now you look like look at people like Asa Tenpao, you look at people like Troy Jones Jr., you look at people like Janet Todd, and look at what happened to their careers. Granted, not everyone is Troy Jones Jr., not everyone is Asa Tenpao, and not everyone is JT, but that's because they're the cream of the crop, you know? They they are special fighters. And this is what our tournaments do is we weed out who the best fighters are in our, in our, in the United States in the world. So now that will also bring up opportunities for you to be sponsored or picked up by even agent or agencies that rep athletes, give you more opportunities overseas and, and nationally. Can I promise you that? No, no one can promise you that it's up to you as a fighter to take on the hardest fights you can and make exciting fights. Right. Remember, athletes, this is a very big word, a big word of advice for you guys. You guys are brands. Each athlete has its own story. Each athlete has a reason why they fight. And you need to make sure that that is expressed through your career. And you guys need to be taking the hardest fights you can and make them exciting. Win or lose, if you have exciting fights and you fighting the best, no one can take that away from you as long as you're just playing a high level of skill. 
So remember, you guys are brands. And when, when branding happens, people need to know your why and why you do this. Not just because you fight. You have to fight for something bigger than yourself. Look at all the big names in our sport, like Kevin Ross. Look at his brand. You know, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, about athlete branding. Kevin Ross has a, has a really great example of a brand, right? He fights because he wants to face his fears. He, he started fighting because he was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and it gave him a different way of life. How did he become famous? It wasn't because he was undefeated. It's because he had a really great, amazing, really great, amazing fights with high caliber athletes. He's fought the best. And this is before the internet. This is before all that stuff. It's because he had a personal brand. He may have not known that he was creating his own brand, but if you look at it on paper and how brands are created, Kevin Ross has a great prime example of what branding as a fighter is. You know what I mean? When you look at Kevin Ross, you associate him with a couple of things. America and being one of America's best that will fight anyone, anytime. Will, willing to lose to make an exciting fight. And that's why he gets booked. That's why he got more opportunities. So um, that's just another... I've, I went off the charts over there and it kind of went on a rabbit hole about branding for athletes, but that's just something I wanted to give athletes a kind of like advice when you, if you guys want fights, yes, winning fights are no, is probably the number one thing you need to do, but you also have to brand yourself and let people know you by why you fight your, your origin story, you know? Well, and for Further consultation, please contact <laughs> Jeff Dohio at Jeff Dohio on Instagram. Uh, I think something you said, which I, you know, for me, who's worked with athletes, not just in Muay Thai, but also MMA, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kind of seeing how people promote themselves or how athletes are promoted. I think you say something really um, important that's also so simple, like take those hard fights, right? Don't worry about protecting your record don't worry about being undefeated fight the best so you can be better right and I would say a lot of those athletes that are representing us Aaron Ortiz again let's bring him up right so he went to Abu Dhabi earlier this year I think very short notice I think it was for a WMC belt correct and the kid went out there well he's a man all right Aaron went out there and fought and uh he didn't get the win, but he put himself out there and he fought and he did his best. And for me, I, I saw Aaron, I think at lion fight, uh, maybe four years ago or something like this, he was wearing headgear. He was like, so skinny and like, mm -hmm. you know, like long hair, complete, well, just different, you know, and to see his transformation as an athlete, freaking making history today, everybody in the U S is celebrating what Aaron was able to accomplish, you know? And he, a few months ago, was in the same place and didn't come home a winner. And I think right. that speaks to what you're saying about put yourself out there, chase those rounds, put those fights, uh, look for them. You know, this is something Mike talks about a lot, that you need to fight the hardest, the best, so that you can improve. And uh, Aaron today accomplishing something, it's more than just a gold medal, it's you know all the work and those fights that came before it yeah definitely that's the discipline the sacrifices he makes his coaches sacrifices and you know big up to his coach and his team i you know like they have a gold medalist you know the very first men, men's elite gold medalist in america and 
Aaron's going down in history for this, and he will be celebrated for that for the entire duration of Muay Thai in America, in the United States, in regards to IFMA World Championships. So this is a big, big thing. You know what I mean? Like his stock goes up. Yesterday's price ain't today's price for Aaron. You know what I mean? Like all you promoters out there, all of the people throwing fights, all of the people wanting to do seminars, you need to look at Aaron and, and what he's done because he really brought home a really big title for us in America that's, have, that's never been done before. So, you know, a, a lot of love and respect to him and his team. And also, you know, Rami and Aziz out there for helping him get, get there in the, during those rounds. Yeah, I think uh, when I think of the first medalist for USA Muay Thai, it's Brian Popejoy, right? Back in 2000. I believe so. I believe and so. he was B-class, uh, or what do you call it now, under 23? I and think it, yeah, yeah, B-class back then, though. So, Brian, I mean, I don't think Brian got, like, a parade when he came <laughs> Things are different back yeah. then. But if you look at what someone like Brian Popejoy has been able to accomplish, what he's been able to yeah. create, so much came from a passion for the sport and uh you know jeff you talk about brand and uh branding athletes man it's a lot of work this shit's a lot of work all the whole thing is a lot of work trying to get paid is a lot of work trying to fight is a lot of work mm -hmm. it's more than just what you're doing in the gym mm -hmm. it's there's now i think in our era especially with social media there's so much more that comes with it that it makes it harder right but i think if you're willing to chase after it and really give it your all and you know do your best as corny as that sounds i see it paying off not just for aaron but for also other athletes who are getting themselves fights who are getting themselves opportunities because they keep putting themselves out there you know and that really does make a difference from the social media manager of the usmf i True. see it right and you know like athletes like tiara has her price isn't the same, but yesterday's price ain't today's price, right? Also, it's because she fights the best that she can. She fights the best that she can. Danny and Dez would send her to Thailand and Chiang Mai to fight when she's young, you know, just to get that experience. And now, you know, Tierra is at a place where she's almost the face of women's Muay Thai in for a, a, on a USMF level, on Olympic level. You know what I mean? She was celebrated by the World Games. You know what I mean? As um, she had a whole day dedicated to her about her workout routine. She was you know interviewed in Abu Dhabi as well. They yeah, her to interview her. I'm just saying, you know how many athletes won gold medals? I think we had like fucking 12 or something like that, right? Any of you, any of y'all could have applied for that. You know what I mean? To be a part of the World Games. It's just that, you know, Tierra was selected by the World Games to be followed for that day. And that's big, y'all. <laughs> that is big. That's like the Olympics following you for a day. So, again, it goes back to branding, right? And, and how you search for opportunities to tell your story. Um, but, yeah, I digress. You know, that's a whole podcast we can go over on, like, branding for athletes and coaches and promotions uh from jeff and perry so we'll, we'll do that for another podcast because or a 50 dollar seminar that you can book us a, for a 50 dollar seminar or like a, a like a talk a jeff a talk. fireside chat <laughs> we sit next to you to a fireplace and drink hot cocoa and we tell you all the stuff you're doing wrong 
Yeah, yeah. Post I'm, once I'm, a I'm, month, bro. You're effing up. Get it I'm together. Yeah, I'm available for consultation. Just let you know. Anyways, okay, so let's get back <laughs> to our fighters. Um, just to kind of wrap things up a bit. So we had a great showing at IFMA. Our athletes did wonderful. Our amazing. coaches and staff did amazing. Everybody really worked together. I think um, as far as what can be expected coming into the World Games, we are rolling out athlete interviews. You guys are going to get to know more about our fighters and get to know who's representing the U.S. And uh, while we're there, Jeff and Perry and Dustin, live from this, the scenes, this is the HAPS, but Jeff, give them a preview into the HAPS. What is that week going to look like for everybody besides well, press for me? I mean, it's going to be a smaller tournament, right? Because it's invite only. So it's not like we have 30 people from each country trying to compete uh, in, a, in a 16-man bracket. It's pretty much eight eight-person bracket on e in each of the categories. Um, I'm also thinking some of the countries might not show up depending on like, you know, visas and stuff like that. So it might be even smaller. There's going to be two rings, I think, and then eventually into one ring. Um, and it's just going to be straight up Muay Thai from July 12th to the 18th. Live scoring? Live scoring, live scoring. I think it's also going to be broadcasted uh through the world games app somewhere we will find that information for y'all and make sure you tune into our instagram the usmf instagram as well as ifma's instagram because hopefully we will be giving you live updates or at least updates by the end of the day and our instagram will go down again i promise yeah yeah so it's going to be pretty cool i'm going to have the honor of working with IFMA with the World Games as the International Federation Media Manager, and Perry's going to be my second shooter. And, um, you know, I want to give you props for that because you put in a lot of work. And um, I'm really grateful that Marcy um, recommended me for the position and that IFMA has all their faith in me to create something amazing. It's going to be fun, even with the, the stress and I will say, because this is our show, I don't know if people know, I get, sometimes I get a little emotional or I might have mood swings. It's not something people know about me, but Jeff manages it so well. Uh, That's great. Yeah, look at that face. That's and great. even though there is some stress, you know, preparing for this from the media side, when you're there, this stuff is fun. It's crazy. You see great fights. You see Fast people- pace you see people's lives like change like yeah. what happens you see heartbreak you see triumph there's so much that's going on you see the camaraderie you see all the countries come together for me as someone who worked with the the youth athletes I always thought it was very cute that these two young fighters face each other and then a day later you find them playing together it's not the same <laughs> with the adults they hang out in a different way you know but they drink I think alcohol yeah I didn't say that. So uh, <laughs> I think it's just really a cool thing to witness how Muay Thai brings us all together from every aspect of it, whether you're a corner or you're in the media or you're actually competing. It's a it's a really cool thing to see how how much people really are passionate about this sport. Yeah, you know, um, I've been with the Federation for five years, you know, and this has been 
the accumulation of everything that I've been striving to do as a creative before anyone hopped on. You know, I wanted to make sure that we made a difference in the sport, uh, change the way the sport is looked at, at least the Federation is looked at in America. And I've been able to make an impact internationally and globally with the help of my team. And I'm really proud of that. So um, me having the honor of becoming the International Federation media manager is a big thing for me. It's something I've always wanted to do when I first hopped on the scene with the USMF and now I'm, I'm meeting my goals. And um, I'm really proud of everyone in the USMF for bringing USA Muay Thai to this level. You know, it wasn't like this before. Our reputation wasn't that great. And our reputation is still being improved. You know what I mean? It's being improved by creating more transparency and providing opportunities and being the standard of USA Muay Thai. So just want to say that if this is going to be a great, a great event besides Perry choking on while Sorry. I'm talking, this is going to be a great event and people should really be um, rooting for our athletes. I want everyone to congratulate our athletes that just came from Abu Dhabi. It's, 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 it's a really great experience for them and they fought their hearts out. One more thing I want to say, uh, as far as like, Oh, now you're coughing to get back. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the media side of things, um, no one's doing what we're doing, bro. No one has <laughs> a little pat on the back. All right. Uh, you're not, seeing other countries post their rankings or even get together to make those rankings you're not seeing other countries do live updates and i'm very proud of us doing that i wanted us to be the espn of muay thai you know <coughs> jesus um excuse me so i am super proud of what we're accomplishing and how we're representing those athletes because like you said the branding what gets opportunities if we can recognize our fighters 100%. We're doing everything we can to make that happen with the tools that we have. And the goal is to keep providing those opportunities, keep people seeing. And I think maybe I talked about this uh, before, but the first time I ever heard of IFMA, I think it was 2017, it was the uh, when they went to Belarus. I don't even know if they had, um, I don't even know if they had it on YouTube. I remember I Googled mm -hmm. this and the reason why I even knew what IFMA was, was because uh, Aaron Jimenez was fighting and I had met Aaron a few months before and I thought mm -hmm. she was super cool. I was very impressed by her because she's like a freaking scientist and a fighter. She's Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to see her fight. I, and Kate Allen was there. There's names mm -hmm. that I recognized. And I remember posting about it in my team's uh, group message board, like, hey, guys, if was this week, we got to tune in and support. <laughs> and they're like, where can we watch this? I was like, I don't know. And I didn't yeah. know what was happening. I had to stay glued to Facebook to find results. Um, and I didn't see anything. I think you heard one or two things and then people talked about it after. And that's it. And I, I didn't know what IFMA looked like until I was actually there in 2018, besides the pictures I saw, Jeff, mm -hmm. from when you went mm -hmm. with the team. But I didn't know what to expect. And when I was there in Thailand, I was like, wow, this is hot. Uh, I don't get to sleep. And like, there's so much going on. I, it was so much for me to just dive into. And I think people are 
freaking lucky, man. Like they get to see the win as soon as it happens. They get to watch the fight. They get to um, cheer on in lifetime, you know, and mm. you, you can see the behind the scenes. You can see that process of it. But for me, just five years ago, I was like, can someone please post a result? Oh, they don't have Wi-Fi. I'm not going right. to for a while, you know? Right. So you, you get to be there with our athletes in a way that um, you couldn't before. And I think we try very hard to give that real-time access. We want you to see what the level of competition is. We want you to see what they're experiencing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big part of it. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's killing it's a, me. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, when I did it, I did it just because I, I, that wasn't my goal, right? I just, I had the pictures, I put them up, I had the Instagram, I started the Instagram, I had the pictures, like, fuck it, here, this guy won today, cool. You know what I mean? I didn't even <laughs> know who he fought or she fought. I'm like, oh, so-and-so won today, cool. And then, you know, it evolved. It just started evolving into like, oh, you know what? We structure this. Oh, you know what? We can do it better. Oh, you know what? Let's add this. Let's make it even better with graphics. You know what I mean? And um, the, the only thing I we need now is just going live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just going live at the same time. Um, but because technology is going to probably be like, um, there's going to probably be like a, like a, a, like an umbrella to kill all the live streams. You know what I mean? For devices. Oh, so? I probably, I mean. They're probably, probably. going to be uh with wi-fi it's probably going to be a little restrictive you know what i'm really impressed up about with the world games that happened in abu dhabi was the production value bro des Holy told me there was shit. freaking uh what is it cameraman on hoverboards i'm like can we get some of those for alabama dude the fucking <coughs> opening ceremony had horses and shit that's amazing <laughs> like i was like damn and then like you know i saw um the, the people from IFMA, like walking and, and introducing the rings and stuff like that. Really great, high quality stuff. But I mean, it's Abu Dhabi that they have the money for that, which is really cool. They had a probably a media day for each one of the teams. So that that shit was probably had to be over a million dollars just to Pop put it. that stuff together. So know? if you'd like to sponsor the USMF, <laughs> please send an email to fundraising at usamoytai.sport. That's true. You can do that you, as well. If you'd like to volunteer for the USMF, please go to volunteer.usamoytai.sport. If, if you want to work directly with Perry Cherry, <laughs> hit up social media at usamoytai.sport. I have an email like that? I didn't make one. Okay. Send an email <laughs> to the social media at USAMoyTai.sport. You get to work directly with Perry Cherry. And the mood swings. I didn't know I really had that many. Can I say that you're a writer for one? You can say that. She's a writer for one. So you could work directly with a writer for one championship. But not for one championship. I can't promise anything. I really like that job. (laughs) No one screw that up for me, please. The highly coveted writing position. Don't, Shout don't, out to John Walcott. The best. One of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. OG never journalist. gets mad at me. Never gets frustrated with me. <sighs> but I never have mood swings with him. Lucky guy. Envy you, John. Envy you, John. So let's share some information for our listeners. Uh, 
stay tuned. We're going to have some media days coming up for our athletes. People are coming back from Abu Dhabi. So we're going to be releasing those dates soon. We're going to go on IG live with um, some of our peeps and get you to know more. We also have some really cool content coming together and yeah, stay tuned for everything. Yeah. We're going to have some um, video highlights from the qualifiers that um, you know, where we interview our medalists and that Rosie has been painstakingly putting together, look amazing. And uh, we're updating our website as well to have lists of medalists, which is going to be really cool. It's been an idea that I've had for such a long time and finally it's coming to fruition. And then, um, you know, we're going to, like you said, those IG lives, do you know, can you give us more information about the IG lives right now? Well, we have one scheduled for June 11th. And we have some of the athletes hopping in there and there might be a second day that um, we have more, but all of that information comes out on our Instagram because we update everything on Instagram. (laughs) You're always going to know what's going on because it comes on Instagram. Can you talk about the other USMF handles that we have that you created? Yes. (laughs) So uh, we have USA Muay Thai athletes which is to focus on our competing athletes and um, share information about them. We have USA Muay Thai GEC, which is about our Gender Equality Commission. Uh, Marcy and Anne head that up and are doing what they can to promote our sport, uh, promote equality, give um, a platform to athletes that maybe the media isn't always recognizing, right? And uh, providing a platform for these individuals and they're doing a great job um we also have sport is your gang underscore usa which is for our sport is your gang program which is going to be restarting soon and um we're working on promoting our referees our judges because they are the ones that um really help us in the sport like they uh are we had a ref and judge officials clinic that was at the qualifiers and that was super important because we want everybody to know the rules we want everybody to know how they can get ahead in the sport or how they can perform well so we're trying every aspect to just recognize all the people that um make up who we are like yes we're very happy and pleased to have medalists but there's a whole lot that goes into um being a part of the Muay Thai community and we want everybody to feel like they're part of the community. So if you guys want to hear more about athlete branding and marketing, comment on this video below. And if we could get a ton of comments saying we want to learn more about athlete branding, we'll create a podcast about athlete branding. Right, Perry Cherry? Should we do a separate podcast called the Jay Dizzle Show and the Perry Cherry Show? And then... <laughs> There's too many fucking shows. Uh, whatever. But I'm saying, if you guys really want to know about athlete branding and how to market yourself better and brand yourself, we'll do we'll do one. We may even do an IG live. Who knows? We could probably do that. Yeah, we could do a lot that. of things. Five more weeks to the World Games. Till we're on planes to Alabama, to Birmingham in July. I don't know if anyone's ever seen my cousin Vinny, but that's what I think of. When I think of Alabama, grits and stuff like that. And the two Utes. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love the two that. Two Utes. 
two youths um so yeah hopefully we'll have another show for you guys by then and if not we'll be recapping the world games and then i can see corley on your left shoulder right there which way is left (laughs) really put him in bye everybody thank you bye guys thank you